0: So welcome to the program podcast, this is your boy Ron Wells coming to you live from the MyBillReview.com studios um, Here on sunny Palm Springs, Florida Just giving you my halftime um, review of what's going on in the NBA the last night and a half or so um, The Clippers and the Lakers, that game was pretty intense considering you know all the missing pieces Whether it be Avery Bradley or uh, Lemon Pepper Lou Williams or, or Lou Wangs as some people call them you know, um, missing from the game, along with Montrezl Harrell and also Rajon Rondo missing from the game. But um, all in all, it was competitive, even though it was a little bit sloppy. But you expected that um, even after the scrimmages um, that went on. Um, but the long and short, um, LeBron did his thing at the end of the game defensively and also a good job closing out the game. Um, in the middle of the game, it was um, Anthony Davis. The offense was flowing through him. The only problem that I have with that game, honestly, is Anthony Davis is still not doing anything in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarters go like this for Anthony Davis when he faces the Clippers. Two points, four points, zero points, four points. He literally has scored 10 points in four games in the fourth quarter. Um, That's unacceptable basketball if you're thinking about a four game series where they get to learn your system even more and get to learn you even more. You want to be as dominant as LeBron is in the fourth quarter, at least of this last game, in order to be effective. You can't depend on the others to throw in 16 points on three-pointers primarily to get you to W. That is my main concern with the Lakers is, is that when it's all said and done, will they get production from Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter? He had a really good game. He seems to be unstoppable. But that dog leaves him in the fourth quarter. And it's not because LeBron is dribble, 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 go into the paint and do what he does. It's like he's purposely shying away from the basketball. Now, on the Clippers side, a very sloppy game, very inefficient game from, um, from Kawhi Leonard. You can't be that inefficient being the way that he plays basketball. Along with Paul George, Paul George... <laughs> had a really good night. The rest of the Clippers did what they were supposed to do, but they were missing Trez and they were missing um, Lou Williams. Um, And it showed Um, you couldn't stop those bursts that Anthony Davis had uh, without Anthony Davis clearly taking himself out of the game. So just reviewing those teams, they went two and two against each other in the regular season. The the Lakers took the last two, the Clippers took the first two. But three of the four games are really, really close. And to be honest with you, I felt like the the Lakers could have won. I'm sorry, the Clippers could have won all four, to be honest with you. But um, the record is two and two as it stands. The NBA did a great job in the opening night. Um, The Pelicans um, played last night as well um, versus the Utah Jazz. And they should have won that game. I don't like the minutes restrictions that they have on Zion Williamson. Look, you got him on a rookie contract. You're going to have him for his first eight years without being encumbered by the salary cap or anything like that. You might as well just pay this dude and let him run and he'll lose weight by running. But the fact that you guys are babying him, the whole objective was to get him to the freaking NBA. He's in the NBA at this point. Let him do what he does. And if he has an injury riddled career, so be it. But at the end of the day, I don't think this kid will. He's been this big his entire life. Like, literally his entire life. Stop babying this mofo. Like, let him play if you're going to let him play. This is supposed to be the real NBA, right? Not this NBA junior that I called it prior to. Let the guy play. Utah, on the other hand, look, Michael Malone has to get that defense right. Um, they have to play more cohesive. At the end of the day, I think that they play pretty well um, and fought to the bitter end. Because the Pelicans, with this minute restriction, didn't deserve to lose this game. They earned the loss, to be honest with you. They put themselves in that position to lose. And that's pretty much it in a nutshell sure when it comes to the first night. Now, the second night is still going on. The Bucks did in the um, Celtics with this small ball crap. <laughs> when you have somebody like Giannis, you, you got to pick and choose to do your small ball lineups. And the Rockets are learning that, too. You got you got people like Giannis and Przingis out there at seven foot one. And they can run the floor, they can shoot, they can drive, they can penetrate, they can kick, they can do all those things. You can't run small ball as a seven foot-one guy who's not obsolete. You just can't do that. You gotta have a big on him to lean on him, to make him do, you know, things the hard way. And they're not doing that. I get what small ball is supposed to do and intended to do. It's supposed to take inefficient guys off the floor, make them run like they're not supposed to run. But when you have Giannis in the first half with 20-some points, when you got Przingis in the first half with 17 points, like, what are you thinking? They got to regroup and do something a little bit better than that. Otherwise, like we originally thought, the Bucks are the class of the um, of the East, and they don't even have a, second, a great second score. So what are you doing there? Now you're seeing here with the Mavs going against the Rockets. And right now, they're up by 10 on the Rockets because they're running this small ball crowd. And Prazingis is dominating, even though he slimmed down a little bit. Um, the Telecast is talking about how he's down 8 to 10 pounds um, than he was the bulky frame that he had back in January and February. And he's being a dominant beast. Now, even though Luca is the straw that serves that drink, like, Luca is dominant, dominant. Um, other teams that got to play tonight, I got to still go back and review, but that's my halftime review, at least for the first day and a half of NBA play. It's nice to have something to talk about when it comes to sports. So I'm gonna try to be on this at least, you know, twice a week talking about the NBA and leaning into what's going on in college football and pro football. Um, Pro football plans to play all 16 or have a regular, regular season with no preseason. That's something of note to mention. Um, As far as college football is concerned, Notre Dame is moving into the ACC completely, at least for this season, on a league schedule where they actually have a chance to win a conference title since forever. <laughs> um, the ACC is going to did a ten plus one, but when the SEC um, decided to just do a ten game um, conference season, in conference season only schedule, that kind of killed the ten plus one for the ACC and all other leagues for that matter. So it looks like the ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, and Pac twelve. Um, And the other Power Five schools are all going to run the 10-game season structure and play their leagues. Um, Recruiting is non-existent in college football, so uh, when it comes to on-campus visits, but people are still signing or rushing to sign. Uh, To be honest with you, the state of Florida right now is a two-man race between the University of Florida and Miami, uh, Florida State, because they have a new staff, and because their staff is not originally from the state of Florida... They're not um, They're not um, really a factor right now when it comes to recruiting and the recruiting game. Um, it's just one of those things where you can't have a new staff in this COVID era and expect to do big things on the recruiting trail. And the University of Miami and the University of Florida are reaping the benefits of a down FSU with a new coaching staff. Uh, when it comes to other big schools out there, Alabama is breaking in right now. Um, so is the University of Georgia, but they have a couple of battles with offensive linemen that are going on. Um, Ohio State is still doing their thing. Penn State's still doing their thing. Clemson actually had a couple of commits flip throughout the summer months to Ohio State and other schools. Um, so that was odd in itself. But um I'll get my predictions on that stuff when schedules actually physically come out and we know the dates in which they're playing. Um, But for the most part, everybody seems to be shooting for the middle of September to start their seasons. And uh, we'll talk more about that as it comes along. But it's great to have something to talk about sports wise. Gets the edge off of me, what I do on my day to day basis. (laughs) Um, But uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening and um, I'll talk to you guys at least Sometime either over the weekend, if something big goes down, the Heat play the Nuggets tomorrow night, along with a couple of other games in action. So I might give some opinion on that stuff and, you know, recap the other games that I didn't do. But uh, nice talking to you guys. See you guys soon. Thanks for listening to the program podcast and um, good luck.